This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's Erica. Radio at gmail.com and anthony it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan brian at nerdcaster mike at cursey smurf erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hello and welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host today, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? We are not joined by Special Mikey once again. No, he doesn't like us. Well, he does. Well, some of he does, and the other clones are in rebellion against the podcast. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we, we did kind of start whipping them when they the weren't when pig, they wouldn't the, work the guinea pig they were worshiping has uh, has gained sentience and unfortunately the only thing the guinea pig michael does is repeat stories exactly after they're told so it's exactly like michael yeah yeah it's it's, it's michael basically yeah exactly yeah it wears cowboy hats too yeah the guinea pig michael which is somehow less hairy than the actual michael <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Erica, Erica's house is no longer filled with gas, but she couldn't be on because the gas affected her vocal cords and made her voice even higher, so we couldn't hear her. Well, I could always go to our house and fill it with gas because I think my girlfriend is tired of me filling our house with gas. That's gross, Anthony. <laughs> my cat is doing what she does when I record bonus episodes, and she's climbing up the window screen. So I am going to pause and be right back. I am back. And today's topic today is going to be civilian spaceflight. We're going to talk about Elon Musk and all sorts of stuff. But first... But first, what is nerdy with you? It's our weekly game where we talk about the nerdiest thing we did this week, and then... And then we use the Mike Myler widget system to decide who won. And with two people, it's ridiculous. But we're still going to do it because we're committed. <laughs> we can just talk about the nerdy thing. We don't even have to determine who won. We have to vote. It's in the constitution of the podcast. Okay, we have to vote then, I guess. <laughs> How about, okay, because my girlfriend's sitting right here. She votes also. Okay. Anthony, what was nerdy with you this week? Oh, well, I mean... Not much has happened since the last episode, because this episode is actually being recorded early. Uh, uh, that, that's on you. I got something. I know. Well, I have to work do thing. How about you I go first? I to work, too. Well, you got something good, apparently. What do you got? I made a Starfinder character to use at the convention. And not only did I make one, I downloaded Starfinder on... Well, I didn't download it because it's online. I purchased Starfinder online to do it. Uh, not Starfinder Online, Hero Lab Online Starfinder. So the new Hero Lab Online by by Lone Wolf Labs, um, and I have a cat on my lap, and it, and she just said meow. Um, the new the new Hero Lab Online, um, it's browser based, so you don't have to download anything. You can use it on phones and tablets and stuff too. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I made and my my fiance Heather helped me with this. Um, we, we came up with the idea for a human mechanic, mm -hmm. a human mechanic named Mick G. Mick G? Well, you know how you have to fill out a character sheet for the character, for a character? Yeah. Well, under hair, I just wrote mullet. <laughs> okay. Okay. So do you get who Mick G is? Oh, I, no, I don't actually. It's MacGyver, Anthony. MacGyver. Oh, it's MacGyver. <laughs> oh, MacGyver. <laughs> You're making MacGyver in a space Pathfinder game. 
That's too cool. God damn it. Nothing I come up with will be nerdy enough for that. You had you had um you had three days. No, you had I, to have done something nerdy. No, no, I did do something nerdy. Just it's just not as nerdy as what you did. What'd you do? So as many of you know, I, I've been doing this vampire LARP thing with my girlfriend. And I probably say the nerdiest thing I did was so I kinda took like a like a couple week long break. Uh, from doing anything involved with it because I was getting like way into it. Like I was spending too much time on the forums because that's where most of the like role playing is being done is on these forums. So I got back in this week and I was basically, you know, pretending to be a vampire on an online forum with friends. You know, Anthony, I don't even think we need to vote because that's a whole lot nerdier than what I did. <laughs> I don't think that is nerdier than when you that, did. You, you pretended to be a vampire by yourself. <laughs> no, it's not by myself. You pretended to be a vampire by yourself, Anthony. No, because it's real. not like it was instant chat. You pretended to be a vampire and posted it, and then other people saw it and then decided to reply. So you <laughs> pretended to be a vampire by yourself. That's a lot nerdier than what I did. If you think about it, you sat by yourself at the computer and typed pretending to be a vampire. It wasn't <laughs> like you were doing it for someone at the time. You did it by yourself. Well, no, I kind of did it for people. I mean, I had yeah. some scenes opened with people, so I was doing the things for them also. But you we're still doing it alone. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So I got to tell you one of the scenes that just finished up, though. This will be a good one. This will be a good, like, good nerdy story. So one of the scenes is my character was at a strip club, a real strip club, because this game is based in Santa Ana, like the real Santa Ana. So the places that are there are real places. And so he was at the strip club and then one of his friends, air quotes, friends, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Vampires don't really have friends. They just have people that they're like, they don't want to kill that person as much as they want to kill other people, I guess. Um, came by and um, decided he wanted to talk to this guy that was talking with me. He didn't really trust him. So when the guy who was originally talking to me walked away my character's friend uh who can talk to animals by the way paid a rat in chicken strips to go chase the mysterious guy down and my character goes out and is like what's going on sees this his friend squeezing the ever life out of these chicken nuggets and is like what's going on he's like i have to i'm holding these chicken nuggets for mr squeakers and we had a whole conversation about his little rat buddy who was spying for him in payment of chicken strips. Um, dude, you win. <laughs> yep. Vampires paying rats chicken to spy on other vampires at a strip that's, club. That's amazing. <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. So you pretended to be a vampire with your by yourself and then with other people at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's what's I Leslie's would. vote? I will ask her, because you get a vote, too. Brian made a Pathfinder character, well, Starfinder character, Pathfinder in space. And I did Vampire. Well, tell her the contacts of my Starfinder character. He made MacGyver in space. A human mechanic. She's getting, you're getting a smile from her. And tell her about the hair, what I wrote down for hair on the character sheet. And for hair, because, you know, you gotta, like, skin color, eye color, hair, he put mullet. No, you got a you got a good laugh out of her. <laughs> who, who did a nerdier thing? Uh, Brian, you got her vote. I um I I I accept the win in protest because I think yours was amazing. <laughs> she said she would have voted for me if I was the one that made the rat talk, but since it was another character who made the rat talk, I wasn't as nerdy. Since there's only two of us, will that Leslie be the ultimate decision maker for that this works. one? Leslie, you you picked the winner and Brian won because of you. Brian wins! Yay! Man, I really want. I want to do Starfinder now. I gotta convince my girlfriend to do it with us. Oh, I think she will. We could so go to, we could go to organized games. I'm I'm playing a whole bunch of Starfinder games over the weekend. They sound like so much fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm really a good excited. System? Yeah, it's a really good system. They they um, simplified a lot more than they streamlined. They took the Pathfinder system, they adapted it to a Starfinder to a sci-fi game, and then they they um streamlined a lot of things for example grapples are no longer you don't you no longer need a flow chart you just make an attack roll hmm. yeah and um um grapples and 
and trips and disarms and bull rushes and stuff like that, no more attacks of opportunity for that. Oh, okay. And then on top of it, spells always provoke an attack of opportunity. So combat's not going to be this complicated, convoluted yeah. mess that it was in Pathfinder. There's no more. There's no more concentration checks. Oh wow! Some spells don't provoke. Like touch spells don't provoke. Like you can cast shock and grasp and you'll be fine. You don't have to worry about doing anything special. I, uh, I, I don't read up about the Starfinder stuff because I didn't know there was still magic. That's crazy. Oh yeah, it's sci-fi fantasy. Like there's no like there's a lot of spells that are from the original game, but there's also spells that are like versions of them. Like um, fireball is no longer there. It's now explosive blast. Mm, okay. And you know how Fireball did 1d6 per level before? Mm-hmm. Now it just does 96 damage. So at, at earlier levels, it's better, but at later levels, it gets worse, basically. Well, later levels, you cast one every round. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. You're like, at later levels, you're just doing 96 well, every round. That's also, Disintegrate does 14d20 damage. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. Um, where, um, you also have fighters who have guns that can do a whole bunch of D6s too. Cause you have like the soldier who has like the flamethrower gun or the laser gun that can shoot through nine people and do 10 D6 damage to all of them. Man, there's a lot of damage being dished out on this, this system. We also have to remember that, um, everybody can use guns. So even the freaking wizard can have a better gun in the future too like at higher levels and can shoot his gun too. So the spells are awesome and the weapons are awesome. Everyone has a lot more life because hit points are split up between life is split up between hit points and um, something else that I can't think of what it's called. I, it's been a little while since I've looked at the book. You can hear gotta, me flipping through the pages. How to read these rules. Yeah. The other thing is resolve and you can use, is it resolve? No, it's stamina points. Stamina points. And you can use resolve to heal yourself. Question, question. Do they have a Ferengi type race? Because I think if they did, I could totally convince my girlfriend to play. Well, if you're playing in a home game, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. But I mean, I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's some greedy race. I mean, it's there's a lot. I know in Starfinder Society, it's kind of restricted and you still need boons to play some of the more exotic stuff. But like just the core races, there's a bug. There's like a humanoid insect thing called a Sharon. They look like grubs. They look pretty awesome. They have like a humanoid insect. Yeah, they're pretty awesome looking. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, they look all buggy. Want me a space bug? Um, Okay. Speaking of space. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of space, we actually have a topic this episode that isn't Starfinder or sci-fi. We're going to talk about civilian spaceflight today. And the way this came up was last episode I mentioned seeing the watching the Falcon Heavy launch at work. And Anthony brought up when we were talking about topics. So just so you know, we're recording on Thursday night. We normally record on Saturdays. But this weekend, I'm going to Strategicon. So we both squeezed our schedules. Um, Michael had romantic plans with his wife. That's the real reason he couldn't make it. It's also like 12 o'clock midnight for Erica. So that's the real reason she couldn't make it. Yeah, it's it's really late. So we are here and we picked a topic that was pretty exciting. And we're going to talk about civilian spaceflight. So, um, Anthony, you haven't seen the Falcon Heavy launch, have you? No, I didn't watch it. I should I should look it up on YouTube, but I'm I'm like super excited about it. I've been talking about it for days. I think it's like the coolest thing that happened in like pretty much the coolest thing that happened this year so far. I'm kind of happy you didn't watch it because it was like incredible. Like just as it was going, they were showing this little kilometers per hour thing in the corner. Mm. And when it was at the apex of the launch, this thing was going like 18,000 kilometers per hour. God. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the space launch looked a lot like any kind of space launch. You saw the ship with the boosters attached to it, and then it launched, and it was really cool. The booster looked amazing. There was giant flames shooting out the back. It goes in, and it's just getting faster and faster as it gets higher and higher. There was like this moment when it left the atmosphere that all of a sudden it started getting really fast, (laughs) and the acceleration didn't seem like it was ever going to stop. But when you watch the boosters separate, they separate just like you see when boosters separate from a ship. 
Mm-hmm. But the special thing about the SpaceX ships is the boosters go back down to the ground or to drone ships and they land. And I know it's so that's the part that I think is probably the coolest. It's like the boosters of the ship are reusable. But the thing that I'm kind of glad you didn't watch this. I can describe it so you can watch this later and tell me if I'm wrong. So the two side boosters, they come rocketing towards the earth and they're just going down to the earth and they're going really fast. And then all of a sudden, right before they look like they're going to crash into the ground and explode, they turn around and then land vertically. And both boosters did it at the same time within sight of each other. That's just cool. It looked like sci-fi. I was watching it at work with a bunch of engineers and people who are into this like space program stuff. And the whole room went, whoa, seriously, <laughs> wow. It was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Unfortunately, the center booster, it missed its drone ship. They didn't show that on TV. It missed its drone ship. I assume that means it crashed into the ocean. I haven't heard what happened. I think it did crash in the ocean. At least that's what I heard happened. So they probably recovered it. The, um, I know that that's what boosters did before, before they relanded. Yeah, they just crashed. I was watching um, Young Sheldon. Oh, I don't, I, I don't think I've seen an episode of that show yet. There's an episode of the show where NASA comes to his school and Sheldon goes, um, I don't I think you would save a whole lot of money if you just had the boosters reland. And the NASA guy's like, that's and remember, this is the 80s. And the NASA guy's like, that's just not possible technically. And he says, yes, it is. And he's like, no, it isn't. So Sheldon goes home and works for like six nights straight when he's like nine years old and oh. and um, figures it out writes all his formulas in a in a notebook and sends it to NASA. <laughs> and then they show days going by without him um without him hearing from NASA. Mm. And the show flashes forward to 2016 and shows the Falcon 9 launch and reland and the the booster landing on the drone ship and then it jumps to Elon Musk at SpaceX reading Sheldon's notebook. <laughs> <laughs> and when that's someone really comes to the door he hides it in his desk real quick oh that's that's hilarious and it was really him he did it he did the cameo yes he went the on show. the show yeah it was him oh that's funny yeah that was really funny oh that's entertaining so why are we talking about this particular launch brian why because um i think from my perspective it's because when I saw this, you see the future of like what it's going to be like to I mean, we're actually seeing like evidence that people are going to be able to go to space. We're going to have shuttles going up. I mean, we haven't seen that yet, though. We haven't seen like the civilian shuttle, right? We've seen like the plane that goes up into the high atmosphere and sees the Earth. But we haven't seen like people going into space. No, but I think, yeah, I think you're right, though. I think this is kind of the that, you know, that initial first step because the fact that you know um this company is making these rockets where the thrusters are reusable and it's a private company which means you, it's going to be working from something beyond just science but also for profit that that looks like the future we're heading towards what like all right so let's go into like speculation sci-fi territory so 20 years time, what's what civilian space flight, flight going to look like to you? In 20 years, I think we'll probably just be like getting like flying to shuttles to the moon, maybe. That'll be 2038. Like what's happened in the last 20 years? So um, 20 years ago would be um, 1990. Um, no, I can't do math. What's 20 years ago? 1998. Mm-hmm. 1998. Um 1998, the internet's still really new. Everyone's still watching TV on televisions. Everybody's still watching CRT televisions. We don't have smartphones yet. Well, smartphones are like a dream away. Cell phones are still big and clunky. In the past 20 years, we've gotten computers in our pockets. We've gotten everyone has a flat panel TV. That's the that's the thing that like the miniaturization of, of display technology, that one sticks with me the most. That that one I think is the most amazing thing because that's pretty yeah it's pretty crazy because well, I spent years working as an IT technician lugging those TVs around lugging those CRT monitors around and um, when things switched to LCDs 
office life changed. And I mean, that was that was only 20 years ago. We didn't have it. I mean, even less than 20 years ago, we didn't have it. We and now we stream all our television. We all have high speed Internet. So let's just think that technology is going to advance in 20 years the same way. We're going to see new technologies we haven't seen before. I think we're going to have a call. I think we're going to have people on Mars for we sure. Might have, we might have the maybe the first or second like attempt at a colony. I know that there's people right now doing a they're signed up for a basically a suicide mission to Mars where they're going to like go and they know that they're not going to come back. I don't know when that's supposed to be going off, though. The next rover is going to Mars in two years. And uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be like colonizing Mars by that time, because that's going to require more than just technological advancement. Even in 20 years, if we have the technological no, advancement to do it, you still need like atmosphere and water and. No, I definitely don't think we're going to be colonizing Mars then because the next the Mars flight, the Mars flight's not scheduled to happen until around 2030. Hmm. So it's about two years after that we're talking about. I think we're going to have some kind of space tourism, like where you can go to the moon. 20 years. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Some that, rich like, group yeah, has people paid to, like, to go to the moon, get out, walk around, get back on the ship, and come back. Yeah, I, I could totally see that in 20 years. I really do. I, I um, think it'll only be for like the really rich. But, I mean, we also don't know what technology is going to do. Because 20 years ago, we couldn't have imagined having things like smartphones. And, I mean, there's going to be some other cool stuff that's going to aid with the spaceflight thing. So, maybe, maybe we land on Mars a little bit earlier than 2030. Maybe it's possible because technology is going to I mean, stuff is I mean, just going from our lives and then 20 years before that, there's oh, going to yeah. be some incredible stuff going on. And it's going to all add to the idea of civilian space flight. One. The other thing about technology and um, advancement is it is it grows exponentially. So as technology gets better and improves, the next improvements come quicker than the previous ones because you can use the previous technology to help build the future. So like building the first computers was probably something that was really, really, really difficult because there weren't computers before the first computers to help build the first computers. But then once we built the other computers, like the second, third, and fourth generation of computers, you had the computers of the past to help do that. So you're actually talking about a phenomenon that leads to a thing called the singularity where technology rises to a point where it's just it just technology is rising so fast that you don't even see it anymore. Well, yeah. And I mean, it makes sense because as you're more advanced, it makes advancing easier as more breakthroughs happen, more breakthroughs happen. Uh, And then eventually everything leads to the formation of AI that can replicate itself. And then it's just a everlasting cycle that technology becomes amazing like even better than it is now so that's why i i don't see the idea of like being able to like have you know um recreational trips to the moon in 20 years i don't see that as being something that like is far-fetched i don't think it is either but you know i have a more realistic prediction that i think is gonna happen sometime within the next 20 years this could be really soon or it could be all the way at the end of the 20 years but sometime in the next 20 years they're going to do facebook live from the moon yeah and it's going to be just like that astronaut walking around with a freaking selfie phone yeah yeah that would be cool to some person just on on the moon with like a with like a selfie stick and And you know what we'll also see from the moon that we've never seen before color video oh shit you're right and because of color video, we'll be able to see the aliens that are camouflaged up there. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, I imagine, you know, the astronaut on Facebook Live, Facebook streaming uh, the Earth from the moon, and then there'll still be flat Earth going, nope, it's fake, doesn't exist. Yeah, we'll discover Andy Kaufman's moon base and find out where he's been all these years. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I had a feeling. So, (laughs) listeners who got that joke, enjoy your laughter. Listeners who are laughing at Anthony for not knowing who that is, enjoy your laughter. Anthony, enjoy your confusion. Wait, why don't you just tell me who this person is? Andy Kaufman was a comedian who died, and people thought he faked his death for a long time because he was the kind of comedian that pulled a lot of practical jokes, and he died of lung cancer, and he didn't smoke. Oh, okay. I see, I see. 
And he died from the kind of lung cancer that most people get from smoking. Oh, he's on SNL. Yeah. He was on a show called Taxi, and he was, like, super famous. Jim Carrey played him in a movie. The movie's really good. Yeah, the name of the movie is Man on the Moon. (laughs) Of course it is. Okay, there's the joke. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) See, I turned a joke you had no way of getting into a joke you would get. Now, something I did want to bring up. Because I saw this thing being thrown around. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a, a little political here, Brian. Pull me back if I go too deep. I'm putting my fingers in my ears and going la 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 la. I, I saw people talking about this thing of like, oh, how dare Elon Musk waste this money on this space launch? How dare he? That that could have gone to I don't know, helping homeless people or but, starving but children he or whatever. Is helping people. So yeah. That was my whole point was I was like, well, it's just kind of silly to say that because you wouldn't say that to NASA. Like you wouldn't sit there and go, how dare we waste our money on NASA sending spaceships to the moon and then rovers to Mars. We should be doing this and this and this. It's like, no. You know what? You know what I have to say to those people? Elon Musk is a dude who invented electric an electric car who that who accidentally invented the safest car on the road <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. gave, and then gave the design away for free as an open source project that was pretty cool yeah and he's, he's also pledged to give away six billion dollars by the end of his life and he's also doing all sorts of work in 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 puerto rico right now yeah so it's like he's doing these good things for people and he's also, you know, advancing human potential and science, uh, especially in like, like the sad fact of the matter is NASA doesn't have the funding it used to have. And it didn't really have a lot of funding to begin with. Um, and NASA just cannot do it all anymore. It's going to take, you know, private entrepreneurs like young Elon Musk and who knows who else is going to pop up to get involved and help along with the process. You know, Michael's not here, which makes me itchy. And you know what it makes me itchy to do? Well, all those people out there who are saying that Elon Musk is is wasting money. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm glad I'm glad we can agree on that. So yeah. yeah, I just that was my little my little like political tangent of like, come on guys, don't be dumb. He's doing some awesome stuff for like humanity and the advancement of technology. And like, come on, this rocket ship, it's like the coolest, like such a huge like it's a breakthrough. It really well, is. Well let's 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 break it down. Was any of the fun the money that NASA used wasted? How much space technology exists in our lives that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for space did you know velcro came from the space program yep so did the ballpoint pen let's see how much else i'm going to take a second to just look up a little list let's see while we're doing that because you know listening to silence is so fun how about i play some elevator oh my god you know, you could just talk about the topic. You could pretend you're on a podcast by yourself. You don't have to be a dork. Or I guess you do. You're, no, you're, do. you're genetically required to. Yeah. Do you know what Elon Musk put on the dashboard of the of his car going into space? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ah, he's so awesome. It I look like... told you that <laughs> in it's the almost... last episode. Did you? Oh, well, you probably did. It's almost as if, like, the nerdiest guy alive became a billionaire. That's what happened. All right. I got the list. This is, just disclaimer, this is not a complete list, but this is a list of major breakthroughs in technology that NASA and the space program happened. So you ready for some of these? I want to hear them. LEDs. That's pretty cool. We use them a lot. Yes. They are used in medical. They are used to um, in hydroponic plant growth. They are used in our televisions. Yeah. Infrared ear thermometers. Huh. I didn't know that one. Artificial limbs because of NASA's yeah. um, is NASA's um, robotics and robotics, shock absorption yeah. Yeah, materials. Not, yeah, I'm not surprised at that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Ventricular assist device. That's a heart pump. 
Oh, okay. That keeps a critically ill patient alive until a donor is available. It gives them more time. That's awesome. So those that's medical. Now here we go for transportation. Anti-icing systems, highway safety, safety grooving was developed by NASA. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Improved radial tires, chemical detection. Um, Now we're into public safety. Video enhancing and analysis systems, landmine removal, fire-resistant reinforcement, firefighting gear, consumer home and recreation. This is stuff we use at home. Tempur-Pedic foam. Yeah, I heard about that one. Enriched baby food. I knew about that one, too. The the NASA stuff that was put into formula is used in 90% of formula. That's crazy. Portable cordless vacuums, like dustbusters. I didn't know about that, but that makes a lot of sense. NASA funded Black & Decker to, de- to, to create it. Huh. That's pretty cool. Um, freeze-drying technology. Yeah. But that's all the way back in 1976 and 1994. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Environmental and agricultural resources. We got solar energy, pollution remediation, water purification. Then we got computer technology, better software. That we have weather visualization, forecasting, high-resolution 3D maps, real-time tracking of the International Space Station and Space Shuttle. NASA's collaborated with Google and a whole bunch of other companies. We got structural analysis, refrigerated internet-connected wall ovens. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. Powdered lubricants, improved mine safety, and food safety systems. I mean, that's that's this is all. By the way, all of this is right off the NASA's website. Um, here we go. Twenty inventions we wouldn't have without space travel. This is like basic stuff. This is this is going a little bit far too. We got camera phones. In the 1990s, a team at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory worked to create cameras small enough to fit on a spacecraft. Those are the cameras we have in phones. That's so cool. Here's one you would appreciate, Anthony. Scratch-resistant lenses. Thank you. Thank you, space space exploration. <laughs> Those are so helpful. Cat scans. Huh. Yeah. Um, athletic shoes. They came from spacesuit construction. <laughs> athletic shoes? Athletic shoes. Foil blankets. Yeah, I knew about those. Um, home insulation. Like the pink stuff? The stuff that replaced asbestos. Yeah, the pink stuff little side thing on that when i was in new york there was a company that made um home installation and the pink panther was their mascot that's pretty funny i know i'm going on on these forever but i want to i'm just going to go through all of them um the jaws of life wireless headsets um adjustable smoke detector the computer mouse originally came from nasa before it went to xerox i did not know that that's really cool and the first portable laptop See everybody, see, see, and 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 Mr. Musk is just just doing his part. I don't know. I think SpaceX is awesome. I think what they did is awesome, and I can't wait to see what they do next. It'll be really fun. Did did, did you hear about the the fun crazy conspiracy theories? All right, tell me. Um, so one of the big ones is, of course, that the, that the whole thing was fake. That that's 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 obvious. Um, well, I have to say, when you see the two rockets land, it it's so unreal looking that it's easy to think that it was CG. So here's what here's what Elon Musk actually said about that in an interview was you he said you know it's real because it looks so fake. <laughs> he was like he was like he said uh, we have better CGI technology. If I was gonna make a fake one, I would make it look more real. <laughs> That's pretty good. There's the there's the conspiracy theory that the spacesuit in the car is filled with a uh, a corpse of one of Elon Musk's murder victims. Oh, that's a good one. Because apparently there's like this weird theory out there that he's like some crazy lunatic that kills people. Which I mean, he might be a little bit of a lunatic. Oh, you have to be to be a, to be a, a visionary like that. So you want some Elon Musk facts? I mean, we're we're talking about civilian space flight, but we we got into this Elon Musk thing. You want you want some cool Elon Musk facts? I'm I'm sure a lot of people know this, but I know you tend to be you tend to yeah. Where did Elon Musk get his initial money from? Shit, I don't actually know that the answer to that. He's the co-founder of PayPal. Oh no, yeah, PayPal. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he made PayPal. 
And then he founded Tesla Motors and Solar City. He's always been more of a businessman than anything. He has no rocketry background at all. But he does have degrees in business and physics from the University of Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, but he does the, you know, he does. He's a business thing. guy. Yeah, let's see. He does the smart business thing. He's like, I can do business and I'll pay the people who can do the science. And they were the and SpaceX was the first private company to launch a payload into orbit and yep. return to Earth intact. I mean, there have been private companies that's launched rockets, but nothing that's returned to Earth intact. Which is pretty awesome. Got so, any other and, and we got the Falcon 9 upright landing in 2015, which was just amazing. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty big deal too. SpaceX rockets are um are modular. Um they're they're not new technology. I mean, the fact that they can land is just using what we already know to make them land. It's not like they designed a whole bunch of crazy technology to do it. I mean, this has been building up for a long time. They're reusing a lot of ideas. It's more the organization of all of them into making a, a rocket that can do this and making it work because it had never been done before. So we didn't know if it could work. Here's um, one. The SpaceX facility used to be a Boeing, um, a Boeing factory. I did not know that one. That's pretty interesting. What um, is there a reason why the like Boeing left the facility, or you don't know? I don't know. It just, I mean, former Boeing facility. There's a million reasons why I could why it isn't one anymore. They sold it to them. I don't know. They moved their company to do other things. I mean, it could be a million things. The reason why they're not focusing on the space shuttle and they're so. When we actually do send people into, when SpaceX actually sends people into space, they're using modules like the original Apollo. Really? Yeah, because of, um, you know, because we've lost two seven-person crews with space shuttles. Huh. So it's going to be more like the Apollo and Mercury. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I, 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 I would love to go on a private spaceship to the moon. And you know what the SpaceX module is called? No, I don't. The Dragon spacecraft. <gasps> Just gets nerdier. They are launching a dragon into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's her name for the episode. SpaceX is launching a dragon into space. SpaceX is launching a dragon into space. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Oh, I'm so excited for the future, Brian. Um, but, uh, did you know SpaceX isn't the only um, private space pri- spi- pri- blah, blah, blah. private space flight company? I know they're not the only ones, but I don't really know of a lot of other ones. Um, Boeing is building a CST-100 spacecraft to fly crewed ISS missions. And their main competitor is Musk's Dragon module. Orbital Sciences that shares the ISS cargo run contract with um, SpaceX. Oh, okay. Um, United Launch Alliance is a partnership of Lockheed Martin and Boeing. And Musk is at war with it for a piece of the defense launching business. Richard Branson is in the ring here. Whoa, really? Virgin Galactic. Ah, that's interesting. And they are going to sell sub. They are selling only suborbital rides for vacationers with deep pockets. (laughs) Suborbital rides. Um, He's not the only super rich involved. We got Paul Allen with the Vulcan with Vulcan Aerospace. He's he wants to do space vacation. Um, actual flights are not imminent for him or Branson. We got Jeff Bezos, the Blue Origin. What? Recent upright landing of a suborbital spacecraft. They did it. Oh, crap. They went suborbital and landed. But they're a long way away for flying passengers or payloads, too. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I think that in, in 20 years we're going to be having a, a, a little bit more of this stuff. We're going to get selfies from the moon, yeah. Musk's ultimate goal is to become the Apple of the rocket business. Which means in 20 years, everyone will have their own rocket and we'll all just be able to go to the moon whenever we want. <laughs> Even better, we'll have one in our pocket. <laughs> we'll have a rocket, a rocket in our pocket. <laughs> yeah, his, 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 he wants to send people to Mars. Um, I've heard that, yeah. He wants to like colonize Mars. He says he could fly um, human passengers there for 500 grand per seat. People, Mars? Yeah, ec- economists don't believe that's possible. That sounds yeah, that sounds a little far fetched. Musk says he's not going to go. He's not going to go to Mars. Yep, he has five sons and multiple companies, and he says he has to be careful with personal risks. That's that's fair. I understand. Yeah, that. and you know, it's 
it's not like he's putting other people in risk for no reason. He's, I mean, they, they, they wanted to send someone to Mars. He's not just like sending people on a suicide mission. I, I don't agree with that whole suicide mission idea because being a generational colony on Mars is not a suicide mission. Well, the reason why I say it's a suicide mission is, is one that they know they're not coming back. And two, they know that the, that the possibility of the first, the first colony going to Mars is very unlikely to survive. Well, it didn't survive on Doctor Who. No, they did not. <laughs> but for like a way different reason than we expected or than we expect. Have you seen the Matt Pat videos on how Doctor Who is real? Yes. And yeah, they're the very end, And how at the end he says they're not. He, he goes, yeah, they're not real. Yeah. Film theory. Guys, watch film theory on YouTube. Watch Matt Pat talk about that stuff. Yeah. And how there's a there's a time lord. So we're we're talking late night on a um on a Thursday recording for next week. Mm. You want to wrap up a little early? Sure. All right. Um, hope you don't mind, folks. We're going to wrap up a little early this time. I mean, as you know, our wrap ups usually go another hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Um, so, um, Anthony, we talked about what movie you described badly. I have never seen Remember the Titans. Hey, guys. He hasn't seen Remember the Titans. But I shouldn't judge too bad because I haven't seen a lot of movies. So I won't judge. So I really don't know anything about it other than it's about football. Okay. So back in the long ago days of the 50s, when when uh, the civil rights movement was just kind of starting to kick off and schools were starting to desegregate, a black man was sent to a high school to be their coach for football is it denzel washington yes okay yes and he's their coach and you know they're playing the football they're playing the hand egg and there's some conflict because some of the kids are like hey i'm white you look different and the other kids are like hey i'm black you look different and they didn't really like each other for being different that was really sad. Anthony sums up the entire civil rights movement. <laughs> so the coach decides we need to get these guys to come together and be a team. So we're going to go hiking in the woods. Dead serious. They go hiking in the woods. And then they crawled inside a dead horse for comfort? No, they come across <laughs> an old Civil War battlefield. And the coach is like, blah, 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 Civil War. Blah, 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 freed slaves. Blah, 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 be brothers. And it worked. That was the end of their summer camp thing, because as many of you, okay, probably not many of you, some of you know, uh, when you're in football, you spend most of your summer at a camp kind of thing, getting ready for football season. So they go, and they're like, yeah, we're brothers, we love each other, even though we're all different, we're going to play football. And then they go back to school, and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. The rest of America is still really racist. People were not very happy. A brick got thrown through the coach's house, and they scared the shit out of his family. That also was really sad. So, the footballing happens, though, and the Titans are doing a really good job because they're a brotherhood, and they are, they are tight, and they are doing really well. They're beating everyone, even though everybody's like, how could they be doing this? They're not properly segregated like the rest of the teams, as we know, is proper and customary in America. But they win anyways, and they get to the championship. But, oh no, tragedy has struck. One of the players gets hit in a car accident, drunk driving car accident, and he dies. Oh no. It is sad. There's a lot of sad moments in the movie. This when, is you, li- said, when you said they are tight, I wanted to say ends. <laughs> and that was sad that was also sad but it ends with the team winning the championship yay go football and you know we we learn nothing about not being racist i guess (laughs) (laughs) the end football saves america from racism um i sure it's a great movie i'm sure it teaches a great lesson i'm sure it's very exciting I don't really like sports movies. <laughs> I think I explained it very badly in a well way. <laughs> I, 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 that was very entertaining, and I think that's all I need of that movie. 
It was a good movie. And and I actually love civil rights movies. I do. I really do. I watch, I love that stuff. Um, but I I don't like football movies. I don't like any kind of sports. Nah, you know what? I like baseball movies. I do like baseball movies. So it's not sports movies. It's just football movies. I mean, Field of Dreams is awesome. I don't think I saw that one. Holy crap. Guy makes baseball field. Dead people show up to play on it. It's awesome. Oh, I heard about it. I just never saw it. Now, I was just describing it badly as a bonus. Guy makes baseball field. Dead people show up to play. I'm just imagining a bunch of zombies field playing. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend's like, Field of Dreams. <laughs> I imagine zombies playing baseball. That's what I'm imagining. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will. <laughs> Zombie baseball. I field like of it. screams. Oh my god, Field of Screams. We should make we should totally make a horror parody of it. Let's make a horror parody, Brian. Let's do it. Okay, friends. And everybody else. I guess the end of the episode. We talked about we talked we about have, rock have, what nerdy space. stuff are we currently into, Anthony? You have to share the nerdy stuff you're currently into. What? Oh, okay. I should totally do that. Have to do um that. like I said, LARPing. Doing the LARP. Sadly, I can't go. To, we can't go to the LARP game this Saturday. It's ugh, because no one's no one can watch the baby. We can't leave him alone. We you can't, can't dress him up like a demon and take him. D- demons would be bad. Apparently, demons are frowned upon even by vampires. Oh, you can't dress him up like a vampire and take him. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking it'd be easier to make a ba- demon costume for a baby than a vampire costume. I guess with vampire, all you have to do is throw a leather coat on him. <laughs> That's true. Probably not going to do that, though. Just make him a little leather, like a little fake leather jacket out of a black garbage bag. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if anyone's ever done that for Vampire LARP. Make garbage bag bag cosplay. I'm I'm sure people have. (laughs) And then I'm probably going to try to get back into doing 40K again. We haven't done that in a while. It'd be really fun to model and paint. Yeah, you have all the stuff. I know. Yeah. You have a new baby coming. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm all like, ah, it's going to be crazy. Um, I don't have a lot of new stuff. I've been kind of running around this week getting ready for Strategic Con, so really that's all it is. I'm going to play Starfinder at almost every slot. I'm playing Pathfinder at a bunch of slots. I'm playing the table special, uh, the multi-table s- special. I'm going to play with my 11th, one of my 11th level characters. That sounds like a lot of fun. It really does. Take yeah. me with you. <laughs> I have to go shopping tomorrow for food because it's really hard for me to eat at these things. <laughs> you don't say. Yes. Well, I mean, unless I, I, I spend 30 bucks per meal, I'm going to be there for three days. You're only going to be there for a few days. Well, that's good. I'm going to be there for three whole days. That's that's um. That's a lot. Yeah, that is that's a lot. nine meals. I have to bring food. This is my oh, this is kind of a milestone for me, and I'll I'll this is what I'll close out with. This is the first time I'm going to a con from day one to the end of the con sober. That's right. You don't do the drinky drinky no more. I don't do the drinky drinky no more. Um my best story about when I did the drinky drinky is I was super drunk at the end of a con. This is about one in the morning. I'm getting my stuff and I just kind of sat on a table in the in the area in between the game tables. There's like little lobby areas in the hotel. Mm. And one of my friends found me. I was like, hey, it's going. You play a game. Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was good. I'm ready to go to bed, though. And he goes, hey, Brian, how come do you smell like a homeless person? <laughs> how come do you smell like how a homeless person? How come you person? smell like a homeless person? And I went, because I am really drunk right now. And he was like, other than the smell, I couldn't tell. <laughs> yep, that happened. Mm. I um, I think I had like. An entire bottle of rum and several ciders. That's a lot. In just the evening. Yes, I overdrank back then. And I don't know. I, I don't I don't really think I had like an alcoholism problem. I think I had maybe the beginning of one because I was drinking a lot. Um, I mean, it was a con. So it was like we were just we'd bring a bunch of alcohol with us and just drink a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was doing that all the time. But and when I quit drinking, it was really easy to quit drinking. But so and, you know, it's like I actually go to bars and sing karaoke and stuff and I haven't had any temptation to drink again. It's not like I miss it. Um, So I don't know. I think I was drinking too much and I stopped and now I'm fine. 
So, but you don't want to go drinking again. I don't want to drink again. I just I was drinking too much. I gained a bunch of weight, and I, I don't think it was doing good things for my health. And I, I did do some bad habits. Like, I drank by myself sometimes. So, you know. Good oh, yeah. That's, that's not good. Yeah, good thing for me to quit. And I'm not going back to it. Well, I'm proud of you. Um, Thank you. I it's hope been, you have a good good time. This will be my third year. So, yeah. Yeah, let's let's see if I can make it to 10. <laughs> uh well i hope you have a good time you will be missed it will be fun and thank you so much for being here for this and making it so we don't miss an episode this coming this week right so that sucked everybody we had a good time like anthony said earlier we had a good time talking about space exploration and the future of what what's gonna happen i think it's gonna happen a little sooner than anthony does he's been a little bit more realistic than i am um but I, I think it's going to happen. I don't think I'm going to space. I don't think you're going to space. But I think there's going to be people in space. There's going to be a lot more people in space. So, you know, you know, it really depends. Like, maybe we'll meet the friendly aliens. Maybe the, we will. We'll meet the friendly aliens and we'll get a little bit more of a technology boost. You never know. I mean, that could happen. Probably not. <laughs> and they're exactly Ferengi and they call themselves Ferengi. <laughs> They don't, they don't, I don't, I don't see them sharing technology. We have different opinions on aliens because I totally think there's aliens out there and we're going to meet them and they're going to be like, we were just waiting for you to get out of the atmosphere and we're going to help you. I don't have a problem with there being aliens out there. I just tend to go, go along with the idea that like, hey, remember what happens when, you know, the white people came over to meet the Native Americans, how that went for the Native Americans, you know, coming across a more technologically advanced civilization we're the Native Americans and the aliens would be the advanced technological civilization. You know who said that? I can't remember who. Stephen I think it Hawking. was Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Stephen Hawking said that. Stephen Hawking is an astrophysicist. Stephen Hawking doesn't have an anthropology background. Shut the fuck up, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, aliens could be very nice and peaceful and humans the only asshole race of humanoids in the universe. I mean, for real, though, it's I always hear that about smart people. It's like, he's smart. He must know everything. He's a freaking physicist. He's not an anthropologist. Can't make cultural judgments. I mean, yeah, he's really smart. But, you know, it's like people make that stupid quote about Einstein about the bees disappearing. What the fuck did he know about bees? He was a <laughs> physicist. <laughs> It, it's like uh, you see quotes all the time that are like they people give them to Einstein to make them have more meaning. I mean, if they had to do with physics, cool. But I mean, if it's just life advice, why would you follow life advice by Einstein? <laughs> I'm glad I can make you laugh at the end. Anyway, that's our show. Good. Everybody, I was joined today by Hindu Anthony. Bye, everyone. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Uh-huh. Michael. I'm not going to do the cut-off Anthony thing. Oh.